A select few survivors are tasked with colonizing and repopulating a new Earth. Strong female characters drive the action in this dystopian post-apocalyptic thriller. Georgia, one of several beautiful genetic exotics, dares to break free from the tightly controlled social structures that forces women like her into a life of sexual slavery and forbids all women to bear and raise their own babies. Enter the hatchery. Chapter 38 Kindergarten Georgia realized that Joyce was right. Roxy needed to interact with other children. It wasn't healthy for her development to be hidden away in the pink house all day long, even with an excellent teacher like Joyce on hand. It had been over a year since they arrived in Sector A, and Roxy and Georgia had never left the house. So when Joyce announced that it was time to enroll Roxy in school, Georgia trusted that Joyce would figure out a way to make it happen. I'll walk Roxy down to the school to enroll her tomorrow. The principal is an old friend of my mother's. God rest her soul. She'll be in good hands. Aren't they going to be suspicious? I mean, you've lived alone all this time. I'll just tell them that I adopted Roxy from the Sector B Infant Development Center. They won't press me for the paperwork. Rank has its privileges, you know. Joyce grinned and placed her hand gently on Georgia's shoulder. I promise you, Roxy will be perfectly safe, so long as you continue to stay out of sight, of course. Georgia bit her lip and nodded. She didn't much appreciate the thought of Joyce masquerading as Roxy's adoptive mother, but she had to agree with the logic behind the plan. I understand. Roxy and I can't be seen together. It would be too risky. Well, then, that's settled. I'll enroll her tomorrow, Joyce said. Roxy's far too bright for kindergarten, but that's all right. I'll keep working with her at home after school to keep her intellect engaged. I just want her to have the social experience of school. She needs friends her own age. Georgia thought about the squeals of delight Roxy made as she played with Joyce's nieces at her birthday party. Yes, she agreed. She'll love being around other children. The navy jumper and matching shoes Joyce bought at the local children's shop gave Roxy an appropriately classic look for her first day of kindergarten. Joyce had also tamed Roxy's wild hair into two tight braids that started at the crown of her head and draped coyly down her shoulders. Give your mother a kiss, Roxy. It's time to go. Joyce coaxed as she pulled the two little arms through the sleeves of the purple hooded sweater. It was a bit short in the sleeves as Roxy had grown a few inches since her fourth birthday, but she preferred the soft knit over the store-bought jacket Joyce had splurged on when she bought the rest of Roxy's outfit. Georgia looked at her daughter. It was her first day of school. 
and she would miss it entirely, replaced by this gracious impostor. She would have to be satisfied to wait to hear from Joyce about the details of Roxy's introduction to her teacher and new classmates. She hated it. She should be the one taking her to school on her first day. She fought the impulse to say something cruel. She knew that Joyce was just being practical, being safe. Come give Mommy a big hug, my big girl. Georgia put her arms out, and Roxy approached cautiously, allowing her mother to embrace her for a few seconds before pulling herself away. Joyce took Roxy's hand and smiled at Georgia. She'll be fine, Georgia. I won't leave until I know she's all right. Thank you, Joyce. Don't mention it. It's my pleasure. She looked down at her diminutive charge. Are you ready? Ready, Roxy announced, squeezing Joyce's hand in response. I'll be back soon, Georgia. I'll tell you all about it, every detail. It will be like you were there yourself, Joyce said in her usual reassuring tone. You two had better get going. I wouldn't want Roxy to be late on her very first day. Georgia managed to wait until the door closed behind them to let the tears escape and roll silently down her cheeks. As Joyce led Roxy through the front gate of Sector A Elementary, she could feel Roxy's grip tighten on her hand. She could sense the apprehension growing behind Roxy's frozen smile. Joyce looked around, not sure where to go, when a young boy, maybe eight or nine years old, approached them. Are you new? He asked Roxy, ignoring Joyce entirely. Roxy immediately dodged behind Joyce's legs. She had never seen a real boy before now. Hey, it's okay, kid. I don't bite. He finally acknowledged the adult in front of him. What's her name? Roxanne. We call her Roxy, he smiled. Cool name. He leaned his lanky body around. Hi, Roxy. I'm Nathan. What grade are you in? Kindergarten, she whispered shyly, still partially hidden behind Joyce's legs. I'm in second. Come with me. I'll show you around. He put his hand out and waited while Roxy looked up at Joyce for a nod of approval. That's very nice of you, Nathan. You are a polite young man, Joyce said, as she pulled at Roxy from behind, dragging her forward. Go with Nathan, Roxy. I need to fill out the paperwork in the office. Nathan gave Roxy's hand a yank and pulled her along. The kindergarten class is over there. Then he paused and turned back to Joyce, pointing to the nondescript building to the left. That's the office. You can sign her up in there. He waited his stare directing Joyce to get moving. Nathan led Roxy over to a group of children about her size, lining up quietly in front of a small woman with shiny gray curly hair. That's Miss Conklin. She's strict, but she's nice, Nathan reassured her. Go line up and don't try to take any cuts. You want to make a good first impression. He let go of her hand and gave Roxy a gentle shove in the right direction. See ya, kid. Good luck. I've got to get to class. Roxy slowly walked up to the row of children and stood at the back of the line. 
Miss Conklin's gray curls were barely visible from this angle, but her booming voice could be heard in the next sector. Now, children, can you all hear me? Good. My name is Miss Conklin, and you are in the kindergarten class. When I say, good morning, kindergartners, you are to reply, good morning, Miss Conklin. Let's try it. Good morning, kindergartners. Good morning, Miss Conklin. The children replied in fearful unison. So this is school? Roxy thought. I'm not so sure I'm going to like it. She entered the crowded classroom and took the last remaining seat in front of the class next to the teacher's desk. She looked around and saw a strip of the alphabet taped above a board, a large calendar with clear pockets where the dates are supposed to go, and a poster of community helpers on the wall. The room smelled like crayons. She raised her hand. Um, excuse me, Miss Conklin? Yes, what is your name, dear? Roxy. Roxy? That's an odd name. Is it short for Roxanne? Yes, but everybody calls me Roxy. Miss Conklin raised an eyebrow. That may be so, but here we go by our proper names, Roxanne. What is your question? Where are the books? Books? <laughs> first things first. We must learn our letters and sounds, and then we will begin to learn to read. Isn't that lovely? Her classmates nodded enthusiastically. But I already know how to read. Mama Joyce taught me how. Is that so? Miss Conklin declared. She pointed to the classroom door. Read that sign, Roxanne. It says, Maximum Capacity 25 Persons, Sector A Community Safety Commission. I was referring to the sign on the door, not above the door. It says, Welcome. Roxy chirped. That's easy. Hmm. Miss Conklin turned her back to Roxy, addressing the rest of the class in a trained sing-songy voice as she pointed to the letters lining the ceiling. It didn't take long for the tedium to lull Roxy to a sleep state. She was startled awake by a loud bell. Apparently, she could play outside for a ten-minute morning break before being called back in for the tedium to resume. The rest of the morning was a dull continuation of its start. Roxy tried to play along, feigning surprise and delight as Miss Conklin introduced the various letters and their sounds. When the noon bell finally rang, she ran out of the room into the sunshine, looking for a distraction. She was relieved to see Nathan casually bouncing a ball outside the wall. Hi, Nathan. How's it going, kid? Okay, I guess. Roxy looked down at her shoes. Don't worry about it. You'll get used to all the bullshit. Just play along. After a while, they'll leave you alone. He continued to bounce the ball without interruption. You can read, right? Roxy panicked. Don't tell. I won't. Like I said, 
Just play along. It will get better. Nathan paused from his singular game and gestured for Roxy to follow him. He approached a row of backpacks lined up against the second-grade classroom and, bending over, unzipped a bright orange one with a dragon emblazoned on the front compartment. I keep a stash of books in this. Feel free to help yourself. Just make sure you always tuck the book between whatever the class is doing or you're going to get in trouble. Got it? Got it. Roxy peered into Nathan's backpack. It was filled with a treasure trove of chapter books. Thank you. Don't mention it. I mean, seriously, don't tell anyone, okay? Okay. Roxy pulled out a copy of Alice Through the Looking Glass. Have you read this one? I've read all of them. That's a good one. You'll like it. He scrupulously tucked it under Roxy's purple sweater. Make sure Conklin doesn't see it or you'll get detention. I won't. That's the bell. You need to go back to class. Me too. Nathan did not wait for a response, turned around and ran back to the second grade classroom. Roxy smiled. She was relieved to know there were other kids like her at this place. She held the book securely inside her sweater and ran back to class in time for Miss Conklin to introduce the class to Letter G.